0: Previously on the L.A. Tape podcast, it's your boy, King Kel. We talking about growing in manhood. Yeah.
1: Okay. So why do they call you King Kel?
0: Man. So funny story, kind of. So back in um when I first started freestyling, I wasn't really that good. Um, but for whatever reason, I was obsessed with the name King Savage, man. And uh, man, just so embarrassing to think now about it. Because I was like, man, I just want to be a savage. Then they just once I realized, like, you know, just youthfulness realized that wasn't it. But then I don't know. One day we were just freestyling. And I was like spitting. I was like, what I say, like something, something I mean. Well, if you don't know me, call me King Kale, something like that. And it just stuck. And then uh, when I would uh, introduce myself or when I'd be freestyling with people, I was I said it. So that's what it was. Freestyling with my boys back when I used to smoke, we was freestyling. We end up creating names. I got the King Kale uh tag and it just kinda of flowed off the tongue real well. So I end up just sticking with it.
1: Okay, I feel that. Like that's that's a powerful name.
0: Yeah. Like
1: anything with the word king in it, that's a powerful name. Like my godson's name is uh Caden King. Mm-hmm. And like I treat him like he is the king because he is the next heir to yeah. the throne. He's only five. Yeah. So but I I always wanna put him in a place where he needs to be at. So like anybody who was named King, like yeah. we're
0: all Kings. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I got a friend, Jayana, and she would always talk about like black King, black King. And it's like, for a second I wanted to, to push aside the name. Cause I felt like it was being too pretentious, like, dang, you know, what? King King. But then it's kind of like, part of me wants to embrace that because, you know, we are Kings. And then, you know, also being sons of the most high, you know, it says that we're co-heirs with Christ.
1: Um I b- I take it that you're a Christian.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um got saved back when I was 19. Um wow. Yeah, just had a powerful encounter in my car. The Holy Spirit came and intervened and you know, felt some emptiness get healed. From there it's been like, well, you know, you prove you I asked one thing in life, you know, if you real show me, you showed me. So, now I got to serve you. It's just like that. Wow. Yeah.
1: Come on, let the man talk Hey everyone, and welcome to the L.A. Tape Podcast This podcast will be discussing everything from pop culture, pain, trauma, sex, celebrity news, and gossip And everything underneath the freaking sun. The purpose of this podcast is to bring you things that you've never heard or ever seen in a different light. So let's just jump into it. This is a disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the speakers, commentaries, experts, and/or hosts. They do not explicit or necessarily reflect nor represent the channel's policy or the views held by this channel or broadcast. So enjoy the show and let me know what you think. Going on, I don't want no smoke with nobody. Hey, if you got time and you ready
0: to elevate your mind, you better come and listen to what we got to say in these lines. It's the L.A. Tape podcast. Yeah. and So um, that's been that, that that brings a certain piece, because as long as I'm rooted in that reality, I can take comfort in that. And so when I don't understand, I know God is true. But as far as all the other gray areas, because there's a lot of gray areas, um, I'm just here to listen, learn and, uh, you know, just receive as much as I can. 'Cause I don't know it all.
1: And that's that's good because like I said, a lot of people your age, they don't know they don't they don't know how to be still. Like I got a friend right now that's like twenty three. Yeah. And when I say combative spirit, I try not to go into that realm with him because it's like he will try to take you into a place where I'm no longer in. So it's like I have to I have to really like censor myself around him, and it's like I'm like, am I being am I being fake for because I'm have to censor myself around somebody, mm-hmm. but like I have to let God be in the midst of what's going on. Yeah. So like I'm gonna try to give you a little example. I ain't gonna be long.
0: Yeah, 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 but I'm curious now.
1: Okay, so he I have a friend who's very combative. He's like a combative spirit. It's like you can't tell him anything. You can't really like encourage him to do anything better. Well, you can encourage him, but yet still. What have a mindset to listen and understand where i'm coming from he thinks like you think you know everything because you older than me it's not that it's just that i've experienced certain things to a point where my eyes are open Yeah, because like where where my eyes was at your age my eyes were very closed to certain things so now i see I see things a lot clearer than it's like a spiritual opening, eye opener, mm-hmm. you know, and I believe well, we talked about this before. Yeah, a little bit. So it's like having like that gift of discernment, mm-hmm. but it's like a, an eye opener. So like when you see something about to happen, you basically try to like tell what's, tell what's happening, mm-hmm. but not give off like, Oh my God, like being spiritual is like, you don't want to like scare the person off. Right. So like, you have to say it in a way that is in a spiritual calmness. Yeah. In a spiritual way. So for him, it's like, I told him one time, he was like, he told me, he was like, he, he was like, he said, he was, on, he was talking to his mom and like, he clicked back on the phone to me. He's like, oh, I can't stand my mom. F her. Da, 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 da. Mm. F this being. Da, 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 da. I can't stand her. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, Effortum? I'm like, Don't you cannot talk to your mom like that. Come on. You cannot talk to her in that type of manner. I said, I don't care what she said. I don't care what she did. I don't care. You have to talk to her as her son. Yeah. In a humbling way. What you mean? I talked to her like anyway. F you, da, da, da. I'm like,
0: Dang, that was F me too. F me
1: too? Like, <laughs> what? So, like, he's like, You don't know nothing. I said, I said, talking from somebody who longing for a mother, yeah, who misses their mother. My mom passed away in twenty eighteen.
0: Yeah.
1: I lost my mom around age Like 25, 26 Yeah My mom, she had diabetes And I try to encourage people To talk to people a little bit better Especially when it comes to your parents Yeah Because you never know the day of the hour No You think it's cute to talk to your mom like that Because they talk to you crazy But the thing is When it's all over And you're by yourself Yeah And you have to Try to figure out How to ways to grow yourself up Yeah you got to kind of, you got to kind of like figure things on your own that you shouldn't have to figure it out. It's real. People never know the day or the hour that they're going to pass away. But at the same time, you have to treat your treat your mother and father. You know what they say in the Bible? Yeah. Honor your mother.
0: And thy father, come on.
1: Because if, if not, your days will be cut short.
0: Well, I didn't know I said that. Yeah. Oh, shoot, man. Oh oh yeah so you gotta read all the scripture
1: all of it you gotta read all of it the conclusion of that is like i try to tell him certain things about life yeah or just basically just be a friend and it's like he th- he thinks he's like it's like a level here and then he's down here yeah but i'm like i'm trying to bring you into a place where you're we're like this yeah so that you can see a different light yeah and then see then then seeing light that you're portraying yeah because you, you all you see is i'm grown i'm doing this i'm not saying about being a grown because once you once you get to the other side yeah of that 29 30 something year old life it's gonna be completely different everything i'm saying to you now in your early 20s is going to make sense in the later years yeah
0: so and see I, I think and i you hear that term so much now especially in our youth and you know and I, I it didn't start with our youth I'm sure our parents said the same thing and their parents said the same thing but I think it's just important for us as people to remember, like, no matter how old you are, you gotta learn. Um, man, and, you know, thinking about your friend, like, first thinking about the fact that you don't, know, you never know when, who, who someone you love, like, when they may pass away. And I, my friend, he just lost his mom earlier this week. Wow. Um, and I, I lost my mom back in 2015. Wow. Um, so I guess I was blessed enough because since I have my aunt, I had two mothers, but, you know, I lost my biological mother and that.
1: Sorry to hear that.
0: Man. Man, you, I mean it. It just it, it it. I mean something like that. It changes a whole lot about your mind, man. You you look at life. You know every moment of success that you were looking forward to. You know now that that's somebody that's gone from that. And I know for me it was very demotivating because it was like man, like like something as simple as graduating high school. You know now that person's not there for, and it's unexpected, right? This. My, so my my mother passed away in a homicide. It was a shooting. Oh. So you 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 can't plan for that.
1: No, and, um, no, you can't.
0: My friend, his mom, she passed away from uh from pneumonia. It's like this is stuff you you, you can't really plan for, and
1: because no, you never know the day or the hour.
0: And even with like my aunt. Growing up with her, like, you know, going through any struggles that a lot of kids go through, it wasn't it was good. And it wasn't always good. And I could hold a lot of resentment to my aunt, a lot of bitterness for certain uh, ways I was treated. But when I really think about it, man, you know, she took me in. And she didn't have to do that. Um, you know, she loved me as one of her own to the best that she could. And now in this period and stage in my life and in her life, I could sit here and try even when she may do things that makes me upset now i could sit here and like hold that against her but like I was saying earlier about that, when I when I get to my casket, I don't want to think like, man, like, I wish I didn't say that. Yeah, I want I want even in her last moments, you know, whether that causes her to have a moment of regret. But I want it to be like, man, when I look back and it it might not happen this way, but that's not my responsibility. But I want it to be if it is a probability of happening. I look back like, man, my son really loved me and I didn't treat him the best. Yeah. Um. My daughter really loved me, but I, I didn't treat her as well as I probably should have. Because um, I, I feel like most people, maybe not everyone, but I feel like most people come to a moment of that reflection and they're thinking about their relationships. And so I try to focus now even, and I think that's what you were trying to tell your friend. I try to focus now less on how people are going to take and perceive what I'm doing mm-hmm. and more so about what I want to put out. Exactly. And just be consistent on what I'm putting out.
1: Exactly. It's like it. I won't say it's like content, but it's like it got to be good content. It has to be good. It has to has come from a genuine place. Yeah, you know, even somebody else that don't understand your genuine your genuineness, they might not understand it. Right. But you know, if you're coming from a place where you see fit that life is just, you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I do know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But I'm. I just want people to understand, like you. You have to be in a, a sincere place yeah. with what you're saying. And people have to feel that. They have to understand, you know, the genuineness. If they don't, you know, they're going to miss the mark. They're going to the, miss the gift. Yeah.
0: You, you mind if I read something that kind of relate to this? Most definitely. Um, this is a, it was a song I was writing um, a couple weeks ago. And it just kind of relates to like that, that mm-hmm. reflectionary process. And it kind of starts.
1: Take your time.
0: <laughs> All right. I found it right here. Deep desires to right my wrongs. Can't go back, so I try to let the pain out through a poem. Hurting those closest to me in a fit of ignorance. Thankful now I at least see things different. Apologies been overdue, but in case I never get to them, I pray you know that I'm sorry. No need to accept, can't help but think that I partly pushed you down a path that treated you harshly. If I ever wronged you, just know that I think of you often. If it wasn't for the grace of God, I know I'd wish for a coffin. I learned to embrace my imperfections, past and present. So many were awful, but the posture that I'm seeking now is learning how to be obedient to only the father. On that list of wrongs, he's well included. Brothers, sisters, parents, cousins, many probably never knew it. Strangers and friends, so many are included. Used to want to be a man kind of like Confucius. Wise in words, a person well-respected. But appreciation's pointless if I don't accept it. Seeking validation when inside I'm feeling helpless. Couldn't recognize the feeling, so how could I ever hope to tell it? But God heard my cry, and I wasn't praying. God heard my cry. Now ain't that amazing? Jesus came, and he didn't talk of changes. He sat me down to talk about the payment. Thought he left me out, but I see I left him hanging placed on the cross when no crimes were ever stated fast forward. And I'm thinking about the savior still hurt by these wrongs, but his love is greater. No hope of changing the past. And that's okay. At the end of the day, the price was paid in the conversation food for thought. And like the primary essence of that is we're going, some people say they don't have regrets. I, I do. I have a couple things that I wish I could change, uh, but I can't. And if I let those things that I can't change fester, then that won't allow me to move forward. That won't allow me to, um, Get to the destination that I'm trying to go because I'm carrying too much baggage and so in a way that song poem it's a declaration I'm choosing not to live in the reality of the past. I'm choosing not to live in the reality of regrets. But instead, I choose to embrace today. I choose to embrace the now. That even is in reference to, um, because we were talking earlier about how Manny, you know, just living in the moment, because I also struggle with just always being so like, what's the next thing to do? What's the next thing to do?
1: Exactly.
0: And for me, a big thing of this journey right now is learning to uh, enjoy it. And as I learned to just live in the moment, man, I'm telling you, it takes so much stress away. That's just helped me again, finding peace, staying in a peaceful mind state. And as you learn to just accept this now. I'm telling you and not be so concerned about not saying you shouldn't plan for your future. It's important to plan for your future. But if you're so consumed on the future that you're not able to live right now, then I'm. once you get to that moment in the future, even once you get into that destination, because when you look back, right, I know for me, when I look back on the good and the bad, I appreciate it all. Because when I look back, I'm able to be like, man, but here I am today. But if in that moment, because as kids, we're not as kids, kids aren't just living in the uh, the future. Kids live in their own world. They do. They're they're just all they're in, all they care about is what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Their friends, that's there right now. Right. And so when that, and I feel like that's why a lot of people be like they really miss their childhood. And I feel like in essence, what they're saying sometimes is I miss that time period where I could just enjoy the moment.
1: Exactly, because we're literally trying to rush to be an, an adult. Yeah. You know, and it's crazy. You just said about, I don't mean to cut you off. No, go but ahead. There was a part where you said not living in that part where you need to be at. Like, let's say you're 10 years old and you're trying to live in a place where you are. Your mindset is 10 minutes, 10 years ahead. You're like, I got to get a job. I got to do this. I got to go to school. I at gotta 10? Yet yeah, 10. Because I was like that. Yeah. I and felt like I couldn't wait to be grown. Yeah. I didn't take on death in the, in this mindset. Yeah. I was thinking about how can I become better? How can I get a job? How can I live on my own? How can I do these things to be successful mm-hmm. and be great? But yet still I didn't factor in certain things that were happening in that now. Yeah. I didn't know how I forgot how to be a kid. Come on. I forgot how to be a Toys R Us kid. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That was a joke.
0: Toys R Us kid. That's crazy that they're out. That's, that's one thing I never expected to happen. <laughs> but let you know, times change.
1: Literally, I can go on and on about these stores closing. But, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but I just felt like I was living in a place where I wasn't living in the 10-year-old the mindset of L.A. You know, before I was L.A., I was Aaron. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I wasn't even thinking about being being Aaron as a kid. My mom showed somebody, don't you know, don't, don't go around being musty because I, I wasn't. So... <laughs> we have morals and values in our family just basically the aspects of growing up yeah so like growing into like what we're talking about is uh, adulthood yeah. growing into adult manhood you have these aspects as you're trying to grow you have your family trying to tell you to be be this and be a leader men not supposed to cry and And all that man is supposed to you know appreciate a woman man is supposed to you know do this man is supposed to have all the money man is supposed to pay for everything and man is supposed to do this yeah and you, like you're 11 years old like what yeah so it's like society has grown us up but also our visions and dreams that we get as a kid, yeah, it makes us grow up faster. Yeah, we're not thinking about Hot Wheels, and you know the kids are not thinking about Barbies and all these toys that you know we had at Fisher Price. We wouldn't think yeah. about those things. We were thinking about
0: GI Joe,
1: GI G. Joe, come on, driving Hummer trucks.
0: Yeah, I know about it all. You see, what I'm saying
1: we was thinking about. I think society has literally tried to like put us in a place where we have to grow up. Yeah, we have to be really kind of like steadfast, but like grow up to be fast. Yeah, but it's like it's like a conflicting world we live in because it's like women, our parents tell us, don't grow up too fast. So, me. I mean, I want you always you always gonna yeah. be my little man, you always gonna be my little girl. Yeah, but and yet still, it's like you're telling us how to be this, and, dogs, yeah. and you know. No, ain't no woman gonna like you if you don't clean between your. Um, yeah, you already know. Your, Go ahead. Yeah, this I told you this show is raw, so yeah, yeah, I just yeah, yeah, I just yeah. say it. <laughs> um, you know, ain't no woman gonna love you if you don't uh do this and do that. You know, you make sure you do this, and you just have to grow up so fast. And yeah. that, that's the thing; it's like it's conflicting because it's like. You still don't have a kid mind, yeah. And then you got people in your parents' ear saying like, "Why is he still playing with action figures? Why is she still doing this? Why is she yeah. playing with?" Age? And it gets kind of conflicting because it's like you want me to, you want us to be kids, but yet yeah, instead you want us to grow up. Like yeah. you said, you know, you had to grow up at, at, at in twenty fifteen because your 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 parenting was switched. Yeah, you know, because you lost your mom. Yeah, so you have to grow up. We live in a world where it's like. We grow up too fast. We don't know enough. We grow up too. Sl- we we grow up too slow. We don't. Ha- we, we're not anchoring to what we need to be at. Yeah. We're not anchoring where society's telling us to be at. Okay.
0: Yeah. And, and then. Uh You know, being one of the older siblings, like especially having all that responsibility, you know, on your shoulders. And it's it is almost as if a double edged sword because you're you're wanting to make sure your child has these principles, you know, teach a child in the way that he should go. When he gets older, he won't depart from it. So I'm sure it's difficult as a parent trying to find that balance of like allowing them to be a kid, but also grooming them to prepare for that future. And I I find in terms of adulthood and it, it's it's almost like there, you know there's no one no one shoe fits all um us as people and we got to understand that when we're seeing these people like try to take the principle of it and then apply it to your nature or your your character um don't try to replicate the whole thing
1: exactly
0: yeah but yeah man I, it was something you said but i i'm trying to remember what it
1: was not growing up too fast yeah, man, even
0: before, like, I lost my mom. Cause...
1: Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. It's time for a commercial break. Hey, are you looking for a podcast that is funny, teachable, insane, and downright hilarious? Well, check out the LATA podcast. The LATA podcast is a show that will go over everything, pop culture, pain, trauma, sex, celebrity news, and gossip, and everything underneath the sun. This show will be something that listeners can engage and understand different points of view. You will... Grow and learn this podcast. Follow us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts at. Hip hop. Yeah. This is his world. He owns it. He controls it. Fresh hip hop and R and B. You're listening to 107 The Vibe, fresh and hip-hop and R&B. Hi, this is Vonte from We Cut Lawn Care in Cleveland. In today's fast-paced world, it's easy to get burnt out, and that goes for your lawn, too. Don't let your busy schedule affect your curb appeal of your home. One simple call to We Cut Lawn Care in Cleveland is all it takes to get your lawn back on track. Call today and receive a 25% off your total lawn care program cost. 555-LAWN. That's 216-555-5296. And remember, we cut lawn care because we keep rolling along.
0: You know what time it is. It's your boy, King Kel, with the L.A. Tay Podcast. And we're back from the commercial break. Man, But I, I'm trying to remember what it was.
1: Not growing up too fast.
0: Yeah, man, even before, like, I lost my mom because because I, I would live with my aunt and uncle for, like, since I was, like, seven, like, oh. consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, before then, it was, like, off and on with them. But I found because I, I wanted to, to extend my thing, I just didn't want to be a burden. And so that led me to, like, want to grow up as soon as possible so that I could help out and putting all this unnecessary pressure on myself. And when I finally hit, like, 18, 19, it was kind of, like, on my own. I remember my uncle told me, like, you know, son you know, take the pressure off yourself. And like, I just never recognized how and wanting to do so much for my family. I was putting responsibilities on me that didn't belong to me. Um You know, when you do things like that, you'll, you'll crack one day. You know, there's some things that we're, we're, were called to bear and there's other things that you're taking away from someone else's growing experience. And you got to allow God to be God in other people's lives. Allow parents to be parents in other siblings' lives. Allow friends to be friends for other people, you know, play your role, stay in your boundary lane, create those boundary lanes. But when you're trying to be Superman for everybody, that's the reason why Superman is a fictional character, because we're not called to put on the cape. Now, if you want to be Superman when it's time to be Superman, that's a different discussion. But you can't be Superman 24-7. And I think that even into that talk of manhood, I think that's what a lot of us are pushed into. We're kind of groomed to be Superman 24-7. You know you' never seen Superman cry Clark couldn't cry you never seen him let his uh let himself be vulnerable around others he always has to be chest poked out yeah hands at the whips yeah who's in need but you never ask anybody tough you know
1: you gotta be tough that gotta be you gotta be a man
0: yeah Superman how you feeling though nobody ever asked Superman uh you know how he's doing
1: how's your mental health
0: yeah you know you're going through a lot it's just like, that's, that's probably one of the most important things we can do, man, is just recognize, like, you know, no one else might not pat you on the back, but you're doing a great job, L.A., doing a great job, Cal.
1: You are. You are, Cal. Yeah. And you're doing a good job. Like, me knowing you and the time I've been knowing you, like, I didn't know I was going to meet you. Yeah. I didn't know. Like, I I I jumped into We jumped in so cl- quickly in this conversation, but I didn't know I was going to meet you. I didn't know you would exist. Yeah. But when I met you, I was like, "Your spirit just like refreshing, you know, and it was so pure because people who don't know, which will be discovered more in episodes, I've been through some things that I don't even talk about. Yeah. And some things it's like I, I, I it's to a point where I can't even trust other males around me because it's like wow, some things are very tricky. Remember how we talked about the Gift of discernment, yeah, and you know, like I can discern things in the spirit, yeah, because I know what I, I've, I've, I've been in it, but I've also know what somebody's trying to pull before me, yeah. I just let's just say I don't trust other because I don't know what their intentions are, right. and, I, and I shouldn't even have to think about stuff like that. That's crazy because it, it's stuff that has happened in my life that I, I just I, I never thought in my mind I would have to. Go into a place and think like that Yeah But with you I saw nothing but genuine Yeah I saw nothing but angels around you And I saw I just saw you as this like spiritual person I saw you as this like guardian of light
0: Yeah Wow thank you That's encouragement I need to I always appreciate uh, someone showing love Thank you You're welcome See I, I know compliments are a thing that A lot of people struggle to receive There's this uh organization that I, I volunteer with annually at this point now. And there was a woman I spoke with and I remember I was dressed up. I had this suit that my uncle gave me and I was greeting these people and she came in. She was like, you look nice, young man. And my my first response was just to like, no, I don't. Or not, I didn't say no, I don't. But like trying to combat the compliment that she was giving me and she stopped me and she said, no, 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 no. Someone compliments you, you say thank you. That's it. So that's encouragement to anybody listening. If someone's, you know, the scripture says, let others boast in you. If someone's boasting in you, if someone's giving you a compliment, they're giving you praise, just say thank you and receive it. Yeah. I'm really transitioning a little bit to kind of talk about the mental. One thing that I found like most difficult for me is uh, just giving myself grace I know I I touched on that a little bit about just putting unnecessary pressure on myself. And, you know, we're bound to fall short a lot. You know, you got to fail to succeed. And it's just unfortunate that sometimes you got to fail a lot. I remember a quote, Michael Jordan talked about how many shots he missed in comparison to how many shots he made. And, you know, when you look at those numbers, I wish I could uh, pull up the stats real quick. But it's just that that reminder for myself, like, give your time, give yourself time to grow that makes sense
1: that's true give yourself, give yourself time and give yourself patience yeah just give yourself that that understanding like you know what i might not know everything but at the end of the day i will be better and have an understanding of what life is about mm-hmm. i might not know to the fullest i might not i might not know to the to the last day i die yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. about being growing into manhood Yeah, we don't,
0: especially now. And I know there's some things culture wise that they're trying to do to shift the dynamic of men's mental health. But the reality is most, man, a man said some, this is, and this is just like perspective. It's like my wife and kids would rather see me get shot and die on my horse than see me get off of it and live. Like pretty much they rather see like their, their perspective and image of me. They rather that be maintained than me, than that image being broken, but at least I'm alive. Like that, that's what we're battling as men. They rather see us all wounded and bleeding and hurting, hurting. um, But at least we're standing than to take a time out, like allow ourselves to walk away free. And so uh, the reason I'm saying that is if we're not, at at least for ourselves, encouraging ourselves and telling ourselves um, what we think of ourselves, then who is? Who is? Uh, You know, a lot of people grow up with parents, that's not going to tell them that. They might not got no siblings. They might got siblings. Siblings ain't going to tell them that. Might got a wife. (laughs) If they're blessed, their wife is telling them that, but that's not the case for many men in the church or out the church. And, you know, I've always wanted to get to a place, not necessarily where I'm trying to rely just on myself, but becoming that first foundational piece for myself, taking the responsibility Outside of what God's supposed to handle, um, but taking my my responsibility for uh, my mental capacity, um, like especially recently. And that's like, I think one of the big things is I'm getting older as I get older, I'm approaching 20. I'll be 25 next year, you know, five years away from 30. And I've heard a lot of people say for men, 25 is the year where your 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 brain finally hits full development. And, <clears throat> you know, the only thing I can think about right now is, is, is just purpose. What am I on this earth to to fulfill? What's the impact that I'm called to leave? And how do I go about doing that? And sometimes even wondering like, dang, well, is my only worth found then if I'm doing like if I, I remember one time I'm worshiping God's like, you know, if you never do anything, you're still worth so much to me. Right. And that's so counter to a culture cultured says that you're not nothing until you do. So kind of trying to balance that and figure out you can't really believe both of those. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you either believe that outside of what you do, you're still worth something or you attach your worth to what you do. Uh, I'm not here to tell you what you should do, but I think that there's more peace found in understanding that you're worth something more regardless of Work because that's going to push. I don't know for me, that's been a greater motivating factor than when I was just trying to do it to prove myself to
1: everyone around me. What I've learned is that I don't need nobody else's approval, yeah. You know, I don't need all the time. I I, growing up, I always felt like I needed somebody's approval to -hmm. do something because as a child, you know, you always have to look up to say. Hey, hey mom, hey dad, hey uncle, hey auntie, can I do this? Can I do this? Do that. They say yes, no, yes, no, can you no, hell no, I can't do that. But at some point when you grow up, you like you're on your own. You're an adult. Yeah. And then when you are an adult, you have this mindset is still as like a pendering as a child because mm-hmm. you feel like you need somebody's approval mm-hmm. to do something. Am I correct? You're correct. So when you feel like you need somebody's approval for something, you're like, okay, like you go to the store, let's say for example, you go to the store and what do you like, to, what do you like to do when you go to the store?
0: I like to get some snacks.
1: Okay. Snacks. So did you feel like at sometimes when you go to the store to get snacks or jeans or clothes or get somebody's opinion about something before you buy it, do you feel like you need somebody's approval because that's something that you were told as a child that you need somebody's Yeah. Assistance to ask for opinion before you make that purchase.
0: Yeah. That's the that's the biggest thing, I think, even outside of manhood, just as a person, like finally stepping out the shadow of the identity that everyone else has created for you via parent whether that be parents, friends, family members, but you know, getting to a place where you're like, Well, dang, like everything about me is something else someone else planted. You gotta really search deep and figure out what is it? What are your desires? What do you think? What do you want? Everybody's in your ear telling you this and that. And you die a clone, you die a copy, you die nowhere near the authentic, genuine expression that you were, you were cultivated to be. And I don't, that's not what I want for my life. You know, one thing too, I've I done, I've done a lot of is speaking in general, like spending, speaking in generalities, you know, men and women, that's like the big one, all men are like this or all women. And, uh, like now outside of generalities for myself i don't think that i don't think you should die anything less than how mm, i don't even know how to articulate this the way that i want to
1: take your time brother
0: i don't know i don't i don't know if i mentioned this earlier in the podcast but thinking too about our responsibility to the next generation like how can we lead them properly we're not leading ourselves properly
1: exactly literally because if like I said earlier, you have to lead by example. Yeah. And as you lead by example and, you know, you are taught how to do this or how to do this. And you think it's the right way, but you don't know it's the right way. You have to go back into that place where you have to give that dis- discernment of life. Yeah. You know, you have to give that discernment of what is happening around you. And if that is the best decision, D- did, it, did it hinder you or did it push you further mm-hmm. to the next day? Did it keep you out of jail? Because, you know, as a African-American male, you know, that's one of the things that we gravitate to is jail. Because why we don't have that foundation, that safe haven. That's when everything becomes kind of he- uh, hectic, you know, everything becomes hectic because that, that foundation is very critical and very, very um core you have to make sure that core is correct
0: man you you said something you don't even realize you touched on it but when you really think about it like here in the u.s at least uh, 50 percent of the men are in jail right now
1: literally and they're struggling with mental health
0: that's insane
1: statistics say that african-american male that doesn't have that proper upbringing and proper life they are bound to be in jail, or in places where they don't need to be at or they get into places where they start to do criminal mind things, Mm -hmm. and they think it's a game, and then when they're in the cycle of isolation, they don't know how to act. Mm-hmm. Think about it. They don't know how to treat women. They don't know how to act in public. They can't stop from stealing. And I'm not just saying that for all African-American male, but when you don't have that proper uh, male figure in your life, you turn out to be a lot of things. Yeah. You become a lot of things. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can become, like I said, in the jail or you can have prop tendencies or issues that has happened to you as a child that, you know, molestation, um, you know, you have certain things that can really bother you to a mm-hmm. point that it can, like I said, push you further or push you behind. Mm-hmm. And you got to be real careful about what you expose your child to and also what you walk into as a young person, yeah, as a young adult, because you just never know what's going to happen. And yes, we got to be careful of what is the mark. You know, what's, what are you putting out in the world? Mm-hmm. Like you said, you got to teach these young kids, these young adults, how to be the next generation. You have to teach them because if you don't have it in yourself, you're teaching corruption or negativity. You got to put it. You, they're they're going to feed off of that. Yeah. They're going to see it. They're going to facts. Make, you're going to adapt off of things like that. Fact. If I'm not saying the right things, you can stop me. Stop.
0: Nah, it's like, nah. <laughs> nah. The the plight of the young man is something I I certainly ponder on, not just because I, I myself am uh, a young man, but even before, I I, I would think about um, partially some of it was sparked due to some of my favorite uh artists and musicians, like one of my favorite rappers, one of my favorite rappers. I don't know if it's past or present. I still like him a lot, but one of them was J. Cole. Okay. And, and a lot of his songs, he would present that dynamic of, uh, a dynamic of, like, you, when you talk to people, when you conversate with, uh, maybe people that don't understand the struggle as much, one thing, or a common pattern that I noticed is like a lack of empathy. Uh-huh. Especially if you even, <laughs> being maybe the same ethnic tone or uh, of the same race, even then, sometimes you don't always understand the plight of somebody and the decisions that they've had to make. Mm-hmm. But, Everyone who everyone who's in jail may not be a criminal. Um, That is true. You know, there's really no telling how you respond when you're when your back is pushed against the wall. And
1: you Um, you have nobody else to call.
0: Yeah. You you really don't know how you respond. And I feel like he did a good job of breaking down that dynamic. The song he has a song called Killers about a young dude who ends up killing his friend or not his friend, but killing someone he grew up with. And he calls his mom and like, I didn't mean to kill him. Don't cry for me, mama. Like, I'm going to face the weight of my reality. And so, I don't know. I, I don't always, like, even kind of getting back to the focal point of um mental health a little bit. I talked to one of my siblings, and they didn't always, sometimes they ask me questions about life. And a desire to to live, like what are we here for, and everything. And I shared with her one time that it's more rewarding because I don't believe that you're gonna wake up. I think everyone can attest to this. You're not gonna wake up every day feeling like you want to be here, or like life is the best. Maybe some people have that, but I, I believe that's the story for pretty much everybody. Um, I'm not a millionaire. Don't discount me. You know, it could happen in the future, and maybe then I'll be able to give a different perspective. But I would even say for the millionaire, you know, millionaire money comes with millionaire problems. You don't just stop having problems because you have money. And so there's always going to be something there that is maybe sapping your will to to. Year,
1: yeah, because if sorry, but if life was perfect, we wouldn't have anything to complain about, right? Facts, we wouldn't have anything to basically be frustrated about, yeah. Everybody'd be happy all day, but the thing is, the core is sometimes life is going to throw you curveballs and throw you obstacles to see how you're going to manage it. Which, if you don't believe in God, you know, that's your business, you will find out one day, but. When you find out that life is going to be obstacles all day long, it's to, it's to strengthen your faith or strengthen yeah. you as a person.
0: Yeah. Think you hear you hear a lot of times like why I know that that was my story I'm asking why a lot like why why me right why does this happen why does this have to happen to me in this way in this regard um, especially when you're you're not really asking for much and like the big complaint now is you know cost of living going up to astronomic levels and it is difficult like who who wants to be here um, yeah. And I started wondering, like, what if what if like your thought pattern never changed? Like, what if you woke up every day feeling like that? Is that an excuse to take your life? I don't think so. Um, I think that there's much more value pretty much. And uh, maybe let me also preface this by saying I've I've never been suicidal myself. And so maybe I'm not qualified to speak on this, but I've definitely been depressed before. um, And I'm definitely fighting through a lot of mental things right now. But I've been really just talking to myself and encouraging myself that if the feeling never changes, then let's learn to work through the feeling. Let's learn to operate, not to mask it. I think what we do a lot of times when people try to like just push it to the side, don't worry about it. Like people become numb. They think basically becoming numb to things is the answer. If you just don't care. And I think there's a difference between just not caring and then allowing yourself to feel what you're going through and not allowing that to have more power than it's supposed to.
1: Linger on into your everyday life.
0: But the only way that You can do that as if you first acknowledge, like, dang, this happened and it made me feel this way. Mm -hmm. Not just with every situation, I don't care.
1: Exactly. Because
0: sometimes we do care. Mm -hmm. And I definitely was the type of person where I would just be like, I don't care. Like, just thought I didn't care. But really, it was affecting me. And because I never addressed it or I didn't even realize I was supposed to address it, stuff just lingered. That's what happened. It just lingers. It lingers. And you eventually just start lashing out. That makes sense.
1: Can you describe a time when you felt like
0: that? Yeah. I think what comes to mind for me first is like my journey early high school is probably like the where I first recognized it. Like all the stuff I had bottled up up to that point. And then just being so angry, the world at life and myself, just just so angry. And I would just contain it. Basically, when I that, when I would get to those points where I was finally pushed over the wall, I would just do extreme things. Uh um, End up like attacking one of my brothers in a very severe man he probably might not even remember but i remember you know that that sticks with me i think about it like man like you know i almost killed my brother for one hey if you got time and you ready to elevate your mind you better come and listen to what we got to say in these lines it's the la tape podcast
1: tune in next week for the latest episode of the la tape podcast gone now i don't want no smoke with nobody all right maestro roll the outro we out of here Thank you for listening to the LATA podcast. I hope you enjoyed this message. If you did, please drop down a like, a comment, or a thumbs up. We appreciate this podcast is powered by the LATA Experience LLC. There will be a new episode every Friday at 1 p.m. I am your host, LATA 95, and I'll see you at the next appointed time. See ya!